Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the third episode of the Gold Buckets podcast. My name, as usual, is Ayomide Hamzat. With me here, we have um, two really football and basketball inclined individuals. Um, <laughs> the names are introduce yourself, guys. No, I'm not going to introduce you. Ah, okay. Uh, this this is Yaga. <laughs> this, this is Yaga. They, they they actually said that we should, how I put it, that we should, uh, on serious our tone. That that was like the first feedback oh, I got. But this is Yaga and. Ah, uh, this is Kiva. Glad to be here yet again. You know, always looking forward to recording the. Congratulations to um our fellow. <laughs> Man United fan, Kiva. <laughs> he finally um, got his wish for a Mourinho defeat last yeah, weekend. Man. Kiva, how do you feel about that? A big smile on my face, actually. Big, big smile on my face. <laughs> Just a step yeah, closer to getting good. the man sacked. <laughs> me, me, I don't. I, but then, uh, I felt like. Go ahead, Stuart. No, to me, I felt like, you know, I wasn't surprised. I told you guys that I don't really care for Manchester United. They, it's a result-based this thing. It's just, it's just one of those days when you play rubbish. Sometimes it gets, it will come back to haunt you. So, against Brighton was just one of those games where it came back to haunt them. Okay, that's cool. All right. So as usual, have our review of the previous games and the preview of the upcoming games of the weekend. Um, we, the Bundesliga resumes this weekend. Um, it's usually a one-man league, if you know what I mean. But um, I don't know if you guys feel like there are any challengers or anybody who is going to take Bayern's throne this year. <laughs> Kiva, what do you think? Um, I think the only thing stopping Bayern from retaining the Bundesliga is probably the rapture. Or maybe the end of the world, or maybe the end of the world. Otherwise, I don't see anyone stopping them. Basically, they're just gonna run away with it again, and again, and again. <laughs> well, what do you think? Your beloved Dortmund, you don't see them putting more, putting up much of a challenge. Man, it's not yet our time. We're not, we're not yet ready. We have uh, a lot of young players that. No, they're still a little bit far from it. We made some bad investments that we're trying to get rid of, and then a bad coach that we also got rid of. So we're still in the process of revitalizing the whole team. So for now, you know, Bayern can have their fun. It's not as if, even if we even had the chance to fight them, we all know what they do by January or by next season, they will buy our best player, and that will be it to rebuild again. So, you know. I'm sure they are happy. They, they they would they should concentrate on trying to uh, convert their chances in the Champions League. Like uh, when James Rodriguez had the goalkeeper and his Messi against Real Madrid and missed. But you know these things happen. <laughs> these things happen, man. So I see them. Yeah, um, maybe they should take a cue from the Spanish FA, trying to make their you know their league a lot more attractive. They need competition for starters. But then the Spanish FA, speaking of the Spanish FA, they have a certain problem mm-hmm. or a looming crisis 
at the moment. Um, the Spanish FA has chosen to play regular season games in the US and Canada. <laughs> what do you guys feel about that? Okay, first time, first time I saw that, I was I was I was surprised because America just even get into even watch football like football. Do they even do they even consider football as we consider it as actual football? They call it soccer for God's sake. Who cares about them? They don't care about the sport, but then I, I see some of the stadiums in their matches like Atlanta United and NYCFC. They 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 have some NYCFC. <laughs> NYCFC <I mean. laughs> New York City FC I mean. No, they, they they all come out they all come out to watch those games. But I, I felt it was a bad idea because uh, how many Spanish games have how many Spanish teams have that worldwide appeal apart from Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Atletico Madrid? The rest, okay, maybe Valencia, maybe I don't know. Okay, maybe, maybe you. what? Sevilla. Yeah, Sevilla, maybe. But apart from those five teams, like I don't know whether any American would want to watch a game, except except if the Spanish league or the Spanish FA are willing to take all those huge big matches to the USA, which I feel is going to be a, uh, a problem. Because well, the FA president they come out to say um, they are classical will not be played in the USA. So um, the major crisis here is the players do not want that because they feel like it's uh, an extra burden on their physical fitness and every other thing and all that, that they have to travel and come back and play Champions League games in midweek and all that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's where the main crisis is the last time I checked. So Kiva, your thoughts on this? I think it's just funny for me, basically, like the... Spanish FA is worried about their viewers. Is it because a certain man just left a certain Oh league? my god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh god. It looks like it, we can't, have, we can't it, go a week without having I didn't want to go man. here, but is it another <laughs> Oh god. Not, another Ronaldo effect story? <laughs> <laughs> Please, I'm big, I'm big, I'm big, I'm big, I'm big. Okay, I actually don't know why the Spanish FA is actually worried about their viewers. I was kind of leaning towards the whole Ronaldo moving to Juve thing. Maybe they looked at that, but then I like, I really, I highly doubt that a football association will think that their entire league is gonna lose viewers because of one man. I doubt they'll go to the length and the extent of actually moving the fixtures to the United States and Canada because one man made a transfer to a different league. But whatever their reason might be, I actually get from a player's point of view, from the Spanish player's point of view, why they want to protest and why they're against it. So I'm in support of that. All the games should be as they were. They should all play in Spain, they should you shouldn't have to go to the United States and play in front of those American crowds. All right, staying in Spain, um, an article came out this week talking about Luis Suarez's decline. <laughs> I kind of have a problem with that statement because we all thought Ronaldo was in decline at the end, at the beginning of last year, and then look at what happened at the end. So, Tiwa, do you think uh, Suarez is in decline? 
that guy is in decline, I beg. He's in decline because yes. I, I, <laughs> I watched this game. He like, still scored 20-something goals in the league last year. Oh, please. When you get about 500 chances, you're going to score 27. <laughs> Abi, Adebayo... you think Kwara is in the decline? I think so. I mean, Adebayo had like 70 chances the year. He almost got the golden boot in the Premier League for Arsenal. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not surprised he's getting 27 goals last season if if he was getting like if he was scoring the goals or the chances that he got he would have gotten close to 40 like the year he won the the european golden boot that was the last year i felt that suarez had a good season because from then on his i first thought it was just because like he misses the uh, good chances and then the hard chances he finds a way to score them but these days, he doesn't even get to score the hard chances anymore. The the hard ch- the, the good chances, I mean, are the hard chances. Both of them are just horrible. Sometimes his passes are off. His shots are just weak. He seems to be clueless at fatty. times. What? Say Fatty. That's the nickname he has in the Barcelona training camp. Fatty? Yeah, they call him Fatty. Fatty, oh. I, mean, I don't know. My own is that he should get in shape. And score goals like I remember he used to, because right now it's looking really bad, man. I'm hoping if he you don't, if this continues, try. he should stay on the bench, man. Oh, okay, that's cool. That's an interesting take. Um, uh, Kiva, what do you think? I don't think I really have to say much on this one. He definitely has to fight for his position. For me, I think the coach has just has to be bold enough. And leave him on the bench for a couple of games. Like, I'm sure his performances will definitely improve once he sees that it is actually possible for him to get benched. Like, like he realizes that his place, he has to fight for his place again. So, so, so you're you're not happy that? But uh, you think you think it's like, you think it's a situation of lack of competition and not an actual decline. I think he's 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 kind of sure of his place. Like like you say, yeah, lack of competition. There's no one really challenging for that number nine spot. So I think if the coach actually brings that to his realization that he can actually use a different player in that spot, maybe move Messi as a false nine, like I would, you'd actually see a difference in the way Suarez carries himself on the pitch. I think his performances would improve. So you're not happy that Luis Suarez is missing chances for... I mean, you support Real Madrid now, so you're not happy that Luis Suarez is missing chances. I support Juventus first and foremost. I don't oh gosh, all this, all this Cristiano Ronaldo fans. I support the old lady. Real Madrid doesn't know the old lady of football. <laughs> the old lady, please. The, the striped Italian club. Okay. Where, where were you when they got relegated? When they were cheating and they got relegated. Were you a fan then? I actually don't even know when they got relegated. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, okay. that, that's a Ciro Nardo fan. All right, all right. All right, so, okay. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Suarez okay. missing... Ch- okay, for me, Suarez, like, I think Tiwa was saying that. For me, I've always seen him as that type of striker that scores the spectacular goals or the difficult goals and then goes on to miss the sitters, the yeah. tappings. So, I've always seen him like that for many years, for many seasons, for a long time. Spectacular goal merchant. Like, I think that's just how he is. I don't actually know how he does it, but that's basically the type of striker I see him as. But All right, yeah, that's definitely good. Definitely deserves to be um, 
he won the best player in arguably the toughest league in the world. You know, the most entertaining league in the world. He won the best player in that he competition. Broke, broke the, he broke the goal-scoring the record, scoring record that scoring stood record. for for a lot of years, man, people were equal in it, 31, 31, 31. But Mohamed Salah broke it with 32 goals. That's fantastic. Amazing. You know, you want Absolutely to know who scored more goals than him? <laughs> what? No, I don't want to know. What I, I'm, you told me, you told me I should tell you about why Salah should be there. Salah, in, Salah inspired his team together with Bobby Firmino and Sadio Mane. And Henderson. Henderson. To a Champions League final while being in the same draw as LM10. But, you know, he... Did he win, though? Wait. He kept his own part of the bargain <laughs> by getting to the final. Yeah, he got... He, he he beat Man City to get to the semi-final. And he expected to see LM10 in the other side only for him to see man like Edin Dzeko and his former colleagues from where he left. You understand? I'm sure he was shocked. <laughs> I'm sure he was shocked. He was so shocked he had to score two goals in the first leg and <laughs> <laughs> so, that, oh so that he knows so, it's so, true. So that's that's all the justification you've got. See, I know what you're going to say, oh Messi did this, Messi did that, but Edison Cavani also did the same things and he's not complaining. You understand? Edison Cavani plays in the French league. No, don't kill down the French league. Every every clo- every uh, league goes to the French league to go and get players. Hazard, Martial, uh, uh, who else again? Jevinho, although that's a bad example. Olivier Giroud, <laughs> Sylvain Wilton. Olivier Giroud is also a bad example. Emmanuel Adebayo. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned only like two good examples. Thierry Henry, Emmanuel Petit. Uh, who else again played in the French league that was good? Okay, Memphis Depay is the what? Okay, Memphis, he came from the, he came from the Dutch the league. <laughs> he came from the Dutch league. Where's he? Where's he came from the French? He's back in the French league where he belongs. Florian Tovan is also a good player. Dimitri Payet too. You know they've had good players, but I guess you know, being in the French league does not diminish the fact that he has to score against them, and he scored a lot of goals. Well, you know, see what you still haven't given me. A- good reason or you in my opinion you still haven't given me a reason why Salah is in that shot okay wait 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 I want to why ask... didn't they just name another Real Madrid player wait 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 I want to ask you a question first so you are you are okay with the other two you are okay with Ronaldo that only won the Champions League I didn't lead in any other thing you're okay with Luka Modric that only had impact in the Champions League because they had Champions Which League trophies did he have in the Champions League the other ones had Salah had zero shots. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Modric have in the Champions League? Oh, it, like I, how many assists did he even have in the Champions League? Or oh, even goals? No, they they like Modric. You get if you can remember the way the way look, look the way they are propping Mod, Modric up right now is looking like they want Modric to break the duopoly between. Yeah, yeah. I they get, are propping I get him that. up like yeah, crazy. Yeah, I get that. But which be honest with yourselves, guys? Which effect did he have in the Champions League? Well, I don't know. Uh, he plays amazing football in the middle of the park. Fine, I get that. He touches, he's out, out of foot. He played pass. well. He played well against Bayern it's Munich. Always, it's always nice to watch. But which effect in terms of assists, like? No, he had some impact. We can't. We can't just judge it on pure I'm stats. Not, I'm not right? saying we should judge it on stats, but 
this is a game of football and like when you're talking about impact or effect how do you affect the game is by definitely creating chances which how many okay so from creating the champions league how many okay well give give us your top three then since you are so passionate about give us your own top three kiva who's your top three Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Shocker. Uh, Lionel Messi. Oh. Is the top scorer. Is the top scorer in see, see the overall top scorer. See how you said it. Cristiano Ronaldo. Lionel Messi. Yeah, Lionel Messi. Dramatic pause. <laughs> then Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi deserves to be there. I mean, he's the top scorer. Uh-huh. And who's the third player? Uh-huh. Okay. But Definitely not Musala. Yeah, they can give that one to Musala. That, that, that's his list. So Hamza, you what do you, who do you think should have been there then? Who do you think should have been there? Who do I think should have been there? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Ronaldo, Messi, Modric. Ah, so you just wanted them to remove Musala? Yes. Well, let me tell you who I. Thought. I love Musala, yeah, but then to me, he didn't do enough. Let me let me tell you, let me tell you who, who should have been in the top three according to what I feel and what I think. I feel personally that if it's about all the European leagues, I feel that Lionel Messi, Edison Cavani. Oh my God. <laughs> and Sadio Mane should have Sadio been. Mane. <laughs> I knew it was a joke for the moment. You really? Sadio Mane ahead of Mohamed Salah. You would have Sadio Mane ahead of Mozala. Wow. Oh please! Oh, I think I think we have to. We we need we need applause for Tiwa for that absolutely ridiculous thing. <laughs> <laughs> please applause. You guys are hate to remember. Sadio Mane is a fantastic player. He played well. He scored in the Champions League final. How many African players can claim that? Let me tell you how many. Samuel Etofis. Samuel Etofis. Uh, uh-huh. Didier Drogba, sorry. Oh, yeah, Didier Drogba. Didier Drogba. And, <laughs> and Sadio Mane. Those are three African. Those are the top three. Those, that's the best that you can you sure, do. You sure George Ware never scored? Nah, nah, I don't think George Ware did. He got to the final in 90. What was that? 1993? I'm not sure. But I don't think he scored. He didn't score in the final. Nah. Champions League final, no. Kanu didn't. Okay, so so all those guys don't didn't. No other. Person. Okay, so from all we've said now, we can conclude that generally, individual awards are like those elections we have in college or high school. They're just a freaking popularity contest. <laughs> yes or no? Or oh, yes or yes. No. See, do you know what I feel? I feel like it's because of the era we're in now. You get like the the what do you call it? All these individual awards have taken a sort of. Uh, it has to either be Ronaldo or Messi. Like it's a one-on-one battle between the two of them, and then they. It suddenly became oh, who won Champions League? Like it, it was never really like that before. I I came across something where um, this guy Zinedine Zidane won the French League one player of the year in '96 or '97 when he was playing for Bordeaux, 
and Bordeaux almost got relegated that year. That year, they almost got relegated that year. Why? Because they felt like art- uh, artistically, aesthetically, he was a fantastic football player. That's what he was judged on. Ronaldinho, Ronaldinho won the Ballon d'Or three times, and Barcelona didn't win Champions League three times in a row. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. That was back in the day when like, it was it was solely based on. Talent, how you play, how the, you pitch, play the game, your like talent, like how you entertain. So, the crowd, so okay. Is, and let me ask, let me ask another inter- interesting question. Let me ask another interesting question. <laughs> based on how it used to be, like based on your talent and your actual play, yeah, I know. This, who I do you know think should have won the? Who should have won the time? Who do you think um, should have the most Ballon d'Ors in the last, say, 10, 11 years? Um, it, based on talent, wow! Based on talent, based on how it was being chosen in the past. In the past, wow! Oof. This is a difficult question. Difficult, difficult question. This is a difficult question. Ah, I was checking whether my mic just went off dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, this, this is a difficult question, but um, I think, I think personally, based on on the way they play football and talent, I think Neymar should have the most in the past ten years. I'm joking. I'm Neymar. joking. Le- Lionel Messi. <laughs> Lionel, Lionel Messi. See, you should see Joshua. You should see Joshua's expression. <laughs> It was like which name? There must be a name I must have missed or something. <laughs> I must have so missed Joshua. it. Joshua, how about you? Um. <laughs> oh please, J- okay. just spare us. We know the answer you're going to give already. Okay, to be honest, to be frank with you, I know why this question was brought up. Yeah, it was. It was because to massage. It was no. It's because Messi. Has been playing on the field better than Ronaldo. Fine, maybe doing more, dribbling more players, getting past more players. <laughs> Fine, but one thing I've realized about Ronaldo is he understands the footballing world right now, and I think he even said it. He saw that the game has changed, and it got to a point where they're actually not looking at the stepovers he was doing. You know when. He was at United, and when he first came to Madrid, he used to dribble a lot. Joshua, I know I asked you one simple question. I'm driving in something. I'll answer your question. I'm just saying, he used to dribble a lot when he first came to Madrid, and even at his time at United. But then he saw how the game was changing and how, um, the, how they were actually giving out awards. It wasn't based on how players were playing on the pitch but based on like their accolades and the amount of trophies they won the amount of goals they could score so i think that really pushed like made him made him change the way he actually played and focus more on goals than what he's doing on the pitch but to answer your question over the past few years who would walk away with more ball and doors if it was solely based on their performance on the pitch Maybe Messi might have one more Ballon d'Or than Ronaldo. Maybe one more. Maybe two. I do not agree, but whatever. But yeah. 
but whatever, man. I actually believe if Ronaldo wanted to play, he would actually play. Like, if he wanted to dribble and do all that stuff, he would actually I play. I mean, gone are the days when Pavel Nedved was winning Ballon d'Or over Thierry Henry, but, you know. I think Exactly. I think it was just a, some season ago, there was a point in time where I just saw, like, it's not like this guy can actually do this. He's just chosen not to do it. He's just chosen to stay in the 18-yard area. Yeah, and efficiency is what is best. Like, if I, if I see an easier way of scoring goals, I'm going to do that. I don't need to be doing no more. You know, you know sometime last month, I read an article. Um, I think it was an interview on um, by... They were interviewing Paolo uh, Mauro Gattuso. What's that Milan legend's name? The Gattuso guy. So he said Messi is the architect of his own problems or his, or his own decline or downfall in quotes because you know he makes this makes these things that other players if you put if you give a Depay if a Depay does the things Messi does week in week out once in a year people will call Depay one of the greatest footballers front the French league has ever seen <laughs> but the fact that Messi does this consistently. <laughs> <sighs> every single week <laughs> makes it look like a normal thing for him and then the rest of them I don't even get what I'm saying so basically oh, everybody we, sees oh it's messy messy is a normal thing so he's you. raised the bar to a whole new level that it's ha- actually hard for him to keep up with that level without people saying oh it's something we've seen before or something like that I don't even get what I'm saying yeah we, we get what you're saying like it's something expected <laughs> All right, let's just move on. Let's Somehow review the goal. The, let's the review the results podcast. of the previous week. <laughs> yeah. We'll start from the English Premier League. Uh, moving on, Everton 2, Southampton 1. <sighs> Richarlison. Yeah, that guy is giving mad points on, on, F- on FPL, man. I, I'm sleeping on him. Right place at the right time type of midfielder. But he's yeah. always doing well when he's playing with Marco Silva. I think there's something there. If he gives me, if he does there's this, a special bond, if he, does, son. if he does this one more time, I'll have to, you know, bring him into the team. Although I don't miss him because I have you have to align. I have, I have a fantastic midfielder. I have fantastic midfielders doing the job for me. But you know, just in case. Okay, moving on. Um, Spurs three, Fulham one. Yeah, Harry uh, one Kane, word. Harry Kane finally scores in August. <laughs> That's yeah. like the only thing I have to say about it because I didn't watch that game. Man. I actually watched the game. Harry Kane finally scores in August. He actually did nothing in the game besides that goal. But yeah, happy for him. I think Lucas Moura also got. His first Spurs goal. Scored a screamer. Yeah, nice goal. Scored a screamer. He scored the goal Robin has been scoring, you know, for five to six, (laughs) seven years now. Robin scores that goal. And then Trippier with a really nice, okay, okay, actually known for that, but nice free kick from Trippier as well. Oh, Trippier? Yeah. That guy was in my initial draft, but, you know. Since they didn't start him last game week one. I I just, like, let me not take the risk. Yeah, let me not take and risk. it's quite expensive, actually. Yes, expensive. This FPA is not difficult to play with. All this, every small thing, they've increased the price. Yeah. Ah, what happened? 
had a decent book. Anyway, later on, later on, later on in this podcast, T.Y. is going to give us an overview of our part of our FPL league. Uh huh. What's going on there? Ah, uh, yeah, later yeah, on, yeah, you yeah. give us an overview. Ah, okay. All right. Now, so the next game I'm about to talk about, yeah. All I want from you guys is describe the game in one word. I'll start. Chelsea three, Arsenal two. Hazard. Hazard. Next eh? person. I sh- oh, you describe the game in one word. Yes. Uh, uh, unlucky. You. <laughs> Unlucky. <laughs> Kiva, what about you? Um, man, I need two words. Seriously, like <laughs> two words. I can I just. I have a break. Kiva, have, allow me guess what you want to say. I have two words. I I can't even use one word. Bad defending, Abi. Let me. Nah, it's not even defending. <laughs> I wanted to say. Open goal, like missed <laughs> open net, like <laughs> you know these things happen, man. <laughs> you know, you know. I was watching that game, yeah, and I was just like, the whole game just reminded me of uh, back in the days when Barcelona were being coached by Tito Villanova. Then he had cancer, and uh, Jordi Rora came, and then every time the other team seemed to attack, it was almost always a goal. <laughs> And then we ended up taking seven goals at the hands of Bayern. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember. We all remember. Yeah. Lionel yeah. Messi was in, in that game. Let's see. Let, they, they say he was injured. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, as we were saying, so, uh, Tua, what's your take on the game? What's your take on the game? Man. What goal really yeah, impressed you? Who disappointed you? <laughs> From an Arsenal perspective, uh, you know what? Uh, I, this is I, I'm not Arsenal fan TV. I'm not going to bash the players, you know. But you know, shout out to troops and demand them. But I disagree with them mostly because, uh, you know, it's it's a new philosophy. We we are trying to get it to work. The second goal, especially, was I watched the second goal. The second goal, it, it was a workout. Like it was like. You could see it. It's clicking. The Emery thing is clicking. But the problem is, defensively, sometimes it's it leaves a lot to be desired. Some of the, these guys are not up to scratch. I'm I'm sort of I'm I'm losing a lot of things I could say to defend Chaka at this point because that guy is being shocking like every single time. I mean that man shocking most times anyway. I feel Torreira should play more because when he came in the game was was better. And I felt in the second half we should have attacked them more because we have this uh, pullback from the wing that was working very well, even though players like Iwobi, Mikitarian, and uh, Obama Young were having uh, nightmares in front of the goalpost. I guess that that's what happened when you face a 71 million uh, goalkeeper. I guess you don't if you can't beat him physically. Maybe psychologically, he plays with you or something. Huh? I felt the goal Chelsea goalkeeper had flappy hands though. Yeah, he does. He does. Those hands don't look seventy-one million, just like those legs of Pogba's don't look hundred million right now. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey. 
Shots fired. But we'll talk about that when man you come up because you know it was. I just felt like it was the highlight of the weekend, right? <laughs> yeah, it was. You know, when when you lose a game as an Arsenal fan, you have to make sure you're not the you're not the banter of the whole week. You get you try to you know wish bad on all the other teams, and I didn't even have to wish bad on Manchester United. They just lost. You know, it's what they do these days. Supposed day. to be talking about the Arsenal and Chelsea game. <laughs> okay, let me okay let me get back on topic. But the thing, right. the thing is, the thing is, um, uh, we have too many players that don't want to track back in on the wings, so it sort of exposes Bellerin, especially Bellerin's side. Bellerin he did well going forward, but coming back because there's no cover. He it makes it look like he's not doing his job or he's being bad. But I felt that he did okay. But if if he could get any cover, he would be better. But attacking wise, we have something I can see it already. It's taking shape. Everything is going good. And for Chelsea, you know that if they should they shouldn't think because they beat us, you know, there's some sort of greater work at hand. Their defense is, is shocking. It's almost as shocking as Arsenal's own too. I mean, I don't know why David Lewis is playing defense for them, but they feel he's the one for them. But I, I, I will tell you right now, their defense is almost as bad as ours. I, I had to even remove a Chelsea defender from my team because when I watched that Arsenal game, I, I figured that those, that team could concede to any team. But generally speaking, you know, we've gotten our two losses out of the way. It's time to start winning, man. Yeah, I understand that. So, Kiva, for you, from a Chelsea point of view, which which players stood out? Which players disappointed? Ah, okay, definitely Alonso. Definitely Marcus Alonso. I think he was fantastic. Assist and a goal. It was his game. Definitely, he's the one that stood out for me. Um, but. The, shock, the shocking thing about that game for me was this, we're talking about this Unai Emery philosophy and I think for the first time in a long time I think mo- especially in the first half I saw at times or, or most times Arsenal was struggling to keep the ball you know I saw it against City as like okay you can't really hold it against Arsenal because City is really well known for holding possession and passing the ball but then when I saw it against Chelsea I was like really is this the same arsenal that would focus on keeping possession and passing the ball they were really struggling especially in the first half to hold the ball you saw the chelsea midfield and players passing the ball with confidence i was like i've never watched i couldn't remember the last time i watched an arsenal and chelsea london derby where chelsea is actually dominating the ball dominating possession i was like what's going on i don't know if this is Una Emery's style or what's going on or they were just nervous or what but that's actually something I noticed in the first half that the Chelsea midfielders were actually passing the ball with a whole lot of confidence which I didn't see from the Arsenal side and yeah I think it was basically a case of taking your chances like capitalizing on the opposition's mistakes and the defensive blunders of arsenal and it was a professional basically all in all a professional performance by chelsea 
Just a quick question for Tiwa. Tiwa, do you still think Aubameyang is going to be the highest goal scorer for this year? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, he's going to be the highest goal scorer this year. Uh, I may have gotten a lot of predictions wrong very early. But I'm t- I'll tell you one thing straight. I don't care if Aguero scores a hat-trick, scored a hat-trick against some nobodies. Watch out for Bama. We're getting there. Huh? So I said we're getting there. Watch so let's a- move on now. Watch out for Bama. Yeah, Sunday, yo. Moving on, to, moving on to Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Manchester City 6. Huddersfield 1. One word, guys. Aguero, <laughs> Aguero, my captain, man, my FPL captain. So what about you? Nightmare. It was a nightmare. Nightmare. <laughs> it was a we'll nightmare. We'll come back to that. But for it was me, a nightmare for me. For me, I I want to I want to you know pay some homage or respect to the legendary Peter Drury commentary. The day Manchester City won the league at the end, uh, at the last minute against the. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! He just had to it do that. It might not sound exactly right. Huh? But then, but I said it might not sound exactly right. What I'm about to say now, but then, I just feel like you know rubbing this in Kiva's face. Oh my it goes god! Goes this way. Aguero! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 please! <laughs> I don't mind because, you know... It's been a long time, man. Eh? It's actually Aguero's hat-trick that helped me beat Hamzat in the head-to-head in the FPL this past <laughs> game week, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually mind. Well done. Well done. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good comeback. But yeah, City look unstoppable at the moment. They didn't even look like they missed Kevin De Bruyne. I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg. <laughs> They, they are not. All right, let's move on. Let's move they, they are not older. When they win so the, the Champions League, the when they win the Champions League, already. Is that Sunny shot supposed to be an assist? Really? It's a goal. They said it's a goal. Seth, not even an assist. He, they gave him the goal. Yeah, they gave him the goal. Okay. You know how these people do. All right. Highlight of the weekend for yeah. all the United haters. <laughs> United haters. Eh? Dramatic pause. <laughs> Brighton and Hope Albion. Three. Manchester United. The noise, the new noisy neighbors. Because you know the main team in Manchester right now is the Manchester team that wins six one. Yeah, yeah, oh. I agree. Yeah, Fine. yeah. So, I agree. Brighton and Hope Albion. Three. Manchester United. Two. One word. Expected. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I had to, to, to interrupt that because, you know, uh, I don't think anybody would have seen Brighton playing Man United and say it was an expected defeat. Well, it was expected for me, even though the only the only reason I know Brighton is where, you know, Arthur went to go and remove his sword, but apparently they also beat Manchester United every time. So, it's expected. <laughs> Kiva. Um, Joshua. Disgraceful. <laughs> Disgraceful. <laughs> Did you expect... The 
anything less. The honesty. But I actually expected them. I expected them to lose, though. But it still didn't take. It's still disgraceful. Whether I expected them to lose or not, it's still disgraceful. To lose three to. You know, um, my takeaway from that game. My takeaway from that game was uh, towards the end of the game. You know, I just saw a perfect reason for me why I don't think Paul Pogba is captain material. Towards the end of the game. The United players were losing by a couple of goals. It was 3-1 at a point in time. And then everybody around them was losing their heads, including Paul Pogba. He was supposed to be the calming influence, the guy who would bring everybody down, calm everybody down. But then Fred was busy kicking everybody and throwing everybody on the floor. And then Pogba would be right there. What is Kicking people, fouling people, throwing throwing his arms in the air and everything. I don't know. I don't know about you, but then that United team is struggling for a leader. What is Fred? Do you agree? I actually don't know what Fred is when I watch United. (laughs) I don't know what Fred is supposed to be. Like Tiwa says, another midfielder that's supposed to unlock. I feel. I feel. You know. know, Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry to put this my my offense. Whoever this my offense. But I think Fred is just uh, the black and Herrera. I think he's just like black and Herrera. Yeah, you get it. No, I mean and Herrera is a little bit better. For my for <laughs> for those of for those of us that are in Russia that actually listen to Go Back his podcast, I think Fred is like no the Krasnaya Zena Pogba or like. <laughs> <laughs> discount, discount, like, Pogba. Like the discount, <laughs> zero, zero. Po- <laughs> the poor man's Pogba. The, exactly. That man, man, wow. that, that guy is. If the real Fred, the number nine Fred of Brazil, played in midfield, you know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that guy is shocking, man. But well, you know, you know, he contributes nothing to the game. You know, all he does is run around and kick people, and I don't know. Just, just, just something off about his game. Oh, we'll see, we'll see. Wait, you like, wait, do you guys remember? Fern- likes Fernando, Fernando mm-hmm. that played for Man City. Yeah, exactly. Fernando is better than Fred. Exactly. <laughs> I, would, I would take Fernando over Fred. Uh, well, so Fred, wherever you are, if you mistaken and listen to this podcast, <laughs> you know if. Someone thinks Fernando is better than you, then maybe you need a reality check. Yeah. I doubt he understands English, though. No. But anyway. <laughs> you should give it to Jesse Lingard. I think mm. even Anderson was better than Fred. Anderson used to play for United way better than Fred. Anderson. You and guys Anderson are... was shocking. All right, all right. You guys are pushing it. <laughs> you know, you know let's, let's leave United. I think it's getting boring ripping into United like this. So let's just leave it. Yeah, United, uh, you know, okay. it's, it's not... It's, it's still gist. Sorry? Anyways, I said United is still gist. Yeah, still, man. Those guys are trash. <laughs> Alright, moving on. Monday night, Crystal Palace nil, Liverpool. Man. For all of those that Captain Salah, a disappointing night. He had to assist. <laughs> he had to assist. Please. <laughs> he oh please, he won a penalty and then <laughs> passed the that's ball to Money for basically a solo goal by Money, but 
basically passed to money on he the counter attack. He plays the pass. Man, for most for most anyway. part of the game, he struggled. Salah actually yes, Salah me. struggled. I felt Salah should have scored a lot, a, a, a lot more goals. Maybe three goals, like his compatriot. Um, he Aguero. got the sent off. Yeah, Van Bissaka. Yeah, yeah, by by, by diving, <laughs> by diving. It wasn't a dive. I don't think it was a dive. He put some that's... extra ketchup on that jumping movement. No, that's a hundred exactly. percent red card, though. Hundred percent. Yes, it's, it's 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 a red card, but then he didn't need to, you know, fly his legs and do all that extra stuff, man. Anyways, you know. For the second game running, I watched, I watched, I watched Naby Keita, and then I was too, too impressed. I feel like the Premier League has a real gem on their hands with that guy. What do you guys think about Naby Keita? Yeah, I like Naby Keita, man. That guy is good. Um, it it sort of makes me surprised that uh, Liverpool could get two midfielders like. That are actually good and serviceable. Meanwhile, their so-called Manchester rivals cannot even get one. It's Why surprising to me. Right. It's <laughs> all about Wait, Turkey United. Yeah. You are, you are, but you're going, you're, you're, you're going to pay all of us a hundred dollars, each one of us a hundred dollars for each time you mention United. Henceforth. You I don't mean. have to repeat United. No, okay, I'll just call them Manchester or something. <laughs> <laughs> The Manchester that is not divided, you get those guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I don't know, man. Liverpool, they look like they want to challenge Man City for the title. They are currently second. That's good for them. They are not six points behind the leaders like some teams I know. But you mean Arsenal? Yeah, yeah, the Gunners. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> You know, let it, let them let them fight for the for the for the league. You know, Arsenal, we're a cup team right now. You know, we're going for the Europa League, the League Cup, the FA Cup, whatever cups are going to be around by the time. D- dirty travel. Exactly the dirty, tra- like these guys, like <laughs> <laughs> like these guys when they try to call the the community sh- the community shield, the League Cup, and the Europa League a treble. These guys had no shame, man. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, but, but uh, cont- continue, man, continue. Please, let's just move on. We're done with England, moving on to Spain. Um, the post-Ronaldo era What's actually happening? in Spain began people last weekend. Spanish football. I didn't know people still watch Spanish football. <laughs> <laughs> Is there people still watch Spanish football? Like, I don't know. Um, Kiva, <laughs> Kiva, yeah. You need to, you need to, you need to drop this your agenda. <laughs> <laughs> you need to drop this. Uh, so as I was saying, um, Spanish football resumed over the weekend. Um, the first game. Or rather, the first game we're going to be talking about is uh, the Atletico Madrid against Valencia game. Yeah, that game was it good. It ended in a 1-1 draw. That game was good. good, good I, game I personally felt like that was the best game I saw this weekend. I don't know about the rest of you, but that was the best game I saw this that weekend. That was the best game I saw. When did they play? Was it on Sunday or Saturday? 
I think it was on the Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah, yeah. That was the best game I saw. Okay, that weekend. That weekend. That weekend. Yeah, that weekend. <laughs> yeah, that was the best game I saw that weekend, man. It was really good. I was surprised because I thought only, according to Twitter, only Barcelona and Real Madrid play good matches. So Atletico Valencia was actually a surprise. I was like, man, Valencia, maybe Valencia are going to come back to their glory days of the mid and early 2000s. That would be fun to watch. I mean, since Real Madrid yeah. basically shot themselves in the foot and are going to play Europa League next season. So. Let's <laughs> <laughs> put it out there. If your club is looking for a striker, I think Valencia's Rodrigo is where to go. Oh, man, that guy. Okay, okay. I'll take your word for it, yeah. I'll take your word for <laughs> it. Valencia's Rodrigo is a gem waiting in wait. Like I, I don't know why Real Madrid haven't just gone, haven't gone after him yet. They are now they are in they are in for Iago Aspas. I don't see how that's going to help them. But, you know, <laughs> see Julian, that Julian, well, that, that, striker, but, that Julian you know, That Julian Lopetegui. Is he trying to build the Spanish national team on, at the Bernabeu? Yeah, of course. Don't you know him? That guy likes Spanish players. That's why Isco is his best player right now. Speaking about Real Madrid, what did you guys think of their tunnel win over against Afi? The game was boring. They scored two goals. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to give up. I just know attendance was down. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure attendance was down. Like stadium attendance was down. Like it was probably hard to sell tickets and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> Cavall scored. Bill scored. Yeah. Good for them, man. Yeah, good for them. Doesn't concern me anyway. <laughs> Go Madrid. Go Madrid. <laughs> anyway, uh, last but not least, Barcelona 3-0 home win against Alaves. Messi with two goals, Coutinho with one goal. Both have combined 14 goals in the last seven games for Barcelona. Seven for each. Thoughts, Tiwa? Do you know what I find interesting? I find what I find interesting is your detailed account of Barcelona. No, Barcelona <laughs> Some... Detailed. Account... Oh my god! Were you going to tell us that Messi also sc- is he scored a free kick under the the wall? This is like his third or fourth time of scoring that kind of a free kick. You know, you you you're doing that already. Just go ahead. <laughs> but. I just... I feel okay. The game, um, I think the three-zero scoreline. Some okay, it could have been worse. Their goalkeeper had a, a blinder of a game. Uh, Pacheco, yeah, Pacheco meant Pacheco was saving all the shots, all the everything that they threw at him. But you know, when you still concede three goals, the defenders have to answer some questions. <laughs> <laughs> because okay, the last goal was okay. Coutinho, I don't know why they don't, people still don't get on that side of his foot when he's about to play a curler. He's been doing it for you know, a while. I, I, I think that, that's what they call, you can see, you can see it, but you can't, you can't stop it. Uh, you see it coming, but you can't stop it. But what right. I feel, what I feel generally though, is that I think it's time to insert Malcolm into the starting lineup and remove uh, Luis Suarez. That's what I feel. What do, what, what do you feel, Kiva? Did you watch the game? Yeah, I watched the game. Ah. 
all this haters. It's what we've been seeing week in, week out in La Liga for the past how many seasons? No more, another win for Barcelona against an average side. <laughs> Messi just having fun with it. The goals were actually nice. I actually liked Messi's second goal, though. I actually liked it. I actually thought he was going to leave it for Coutinho to finish, but I liked the way he finished it, though. And Coutinho's goal, like Tiwa said, I don't understand why the defender is allowing Coutinho to cut in on his stronger foot. But anyway, it's something we see every day from Barcelona. I'm not really moved, not really impressed. Yeah, man. Yeah. When they when they beat Atletico Madrid, maybe I will lift my eyebrow. Or when they win the Champions League, yes, yes, when they win the Champions League, yeah, I'll be moved. <laughs> All right, that's fair enough. Over in Italy, a certain Cristiano Ronaldo huffed and puffed. Juventus won three two. Uh, Ronaldo, no goal, no penalty, no goal. Uh, yeah. Analysis, Tiwa. Uh, you see, I was actually, you know, I was actually shocked because I thought Kiev were going to lie down after Juve scored the first goal, but they actually fought back. They were leading 2-1 and then, you know, Juve doing what Juve does, you know, being under Allegri, it's what they do. They win. They do enough. 1-0, 2-1, 3-2, 4-3, 5-4. They don't care. They do enough to win the games. And that's that's what they've been specialist in. I think they've won seven Serie A titles in a row. They will probably win eighth, and it won't actually have anything to do and with Cristiano. It won't have anything time. to do with Cristiano Ronaldo winning the league. The winning the league will have nothing to do with him. But if they manage to win the Champions League, though, we may have nothing to say, but to applaud Cristiano Ronaldo. And for Cristiano Ronaldo's performance in the game. You know, it's one of those things you're just adjusting to it the Italian Serie A um mode of playing, you know, low blocks, the padlock system of defending. He had his chances. They were all straight shots to the goalkeeper, you know, it was a catching practice. But he did some things, you know. I don't you know, give him time, give him time. He's still elite, you'll be able to dominate. But uh, hopefully he doesn't. Uh, I feel. I feel. Personally, just, yeah, I just feel for pe- the record, Cristiano. Cristiano attempted twelve shots in that game. Yeah, I saw. Seven were on target. Yeah, I saw. I saw. I saw the game. But what I feel is that uh, he's not. He's going to score less than twenty-five goals this season. That oh is my God. prediction that of zero. Now, hard to listen to. That is a bold, <laughs> bold. That's a very bold prediction. Less than twenty-five goals, right there, man. I okay, said but it. that's not because he scored 26 goals this past season. So that's not a bad prediction. Though. He's scoring less than 25 in all competitions. Let me add that. In all competitions. Let me in add that. In all competitions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> that's not possible. That's not possible. All right. Jo- Joshua, what do you think? I think this, this is what is wrong with the game right now. <laughs> because when the man scores, everybody's like, but look at his performance. Why are you not looking at his performance? Then when the man happens not to score, nobody wants to look at his performance anymore. They want to look at the fact that he didn't score. I think one, I forgot 
who it was. I think a journalist who's well, re- who's renowned for criticizing Cristiano Ronaldo said, actually said that it's the first time in a long time he's seen Ronaldo actually have like a good game, despite the fact that he did not score. I actually agree. I actually agree. I think I felt he had a good game. He tried his best. He played. He played with the team for once in his life. So yeah. Yeah, I think. I Besides what he said, from what I saw, from what I watched, actually, it's been a long time since I've seen Ronaldo actually work that hard in a team. Like Real Madrid, he would just, like we would say, he would just wait in the 18-yard area, wait for Marcelo Cross, nod the ball in or tap it in. But he was actually really working hard. He, he, you could see, fine, he wanted to score. But I've never actually seen him work that hard for a goal. Like you said, 12, go- 12 shots seven on target it's been a while since i've seen him work that hard for a goal except maybe once or twice for portugal but even in the world cup he didn't really work that hard in all the portugal games so it was actually something rare to see and i also have a question regarding his performance do you think ronaldo's gonna have to are we gonna see more of this is he gonna have to work harder for his goals with Juventus than he did with Real Madrid or okay can I answer that Joy, yeah. I would like to answer that yeah. oh, I'm okay, dying so I'm the, dying to hear this answer the answer the answer to your question Kiva well uh, can be seen in that particular game you know there was this move a three on one with the goalkeeper it was Cuadrado Dybala and Ronaldo against the hopeless defender and the goalkeeper and then Cuadrado got to the edge of the box, could have squared the ball to Ronaldo, could have squared it to Dybala, and then he blasted it into the sky. <laughs> if that doesn't tell you, <laughs> if that doesn't tell you all you need to know about that Juventus team, <laughs> I don't know what else would. Because <laughs> every time I watch the replay, I'm like, Cuadrado had no business shooting there. That was the lowest percentage shot you would find in this life. It's like, you know, it's lower than Steph Curry's three-pointers. The only that Steph Curry is go- actually going to make the shots and Kojado yeah, yeah, yeah. was never going to make, make shots. Most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I don't know. It's definitely, it's it's the lowest because it's, I don't know. I just don't think Ronaldo is going to have it easier. He's going to have to support. He go with Benzema and Marcelo and everyone. He needs to work. He's going to have to work a lot. But then, you know, how do I know he doesn't back down from a challenge? At least that's what they say, so. That's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, were looking at, we were looking at the team on paper at first before they actually played and we were like, wow, Ronaldo's entering a team with Dubala, with, D- with Douglas Costa, with Pjanic, like... Quadrado. <laughs> oh, please, please. please I... We're talking about serious I players. I specifically did not mention Quadrado's <laughs> name. Yeah. We looked at the team sheet and we looked at it on paper and we're like, wow. This is a good team for him to actually join. Like, he'll get good a lot of service. But then, from the game we watched, I was like, wow. He actually has to work, work hard for his goals again. You can see why he is so peculiar about bringing Marcelo along with him. So, yeah, 
That's basically what I have to say concerning that one. Do you actually think Marcelo would leave Real Madrid just for Ronaldo? Or that's just... Maybe Marcelo, w- Marcelo was in Real Madrid before Cristiano. So it would, <laughs> it would make sense for him to leave because of C. Ronaldo, man. You didn't come to the club because of him. Why leave because of him? No, I don't see it. Words of wisdom from Tiwa. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so what we're going to do now, we're going to move into our preview for the weekend. Um, because of time, we'll just take predictions Yeah. for each game. Predictions. I'll finish, I'll say the game, then we'll give our predictions and move on. And then, and, then, and yeah, and then we'll look at the predictions when after after the, on the next episode where we'll see how yeah. I'm such a, a I remember, wizard. I remember last week I said there's no way Arsenal's leaving Stamford Bridge with three points. Yeah, you and did. I was, yeah. I was right about that one. Okay, let, let's give him a round of applause because <laughs> he was right. Chelsea was going to win a Stamford Bridge game. <laughs> 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 it was right Chelsea was going to win in Stafford Bridge against Arsenal. Let's give him a round of applause again. Alright. <laughs> Welcome back. Yep. So, fixtures for this weekend. Wolverhampton Wanderers, Manchester City. Predictions, you are? Um... I'm going for two two one Man City. Two one Man City. Wow. That low? Yeah, two one Man City. Away game. Wolves have a lot of Portuguese players. Uh Man City don't have a what do you call it? Um what do you call this stuff for they don't have the penchant for scoring a lot of goals away from home like that. So I'm going to go with two one Man City man. All right. Kiva, what do you think? Joshua. Uh, 3-0 City. Wow. 3-0. That's that, that's that Ag- Aguero talk. That's more like it. 3-0 City. All right, next game, Bournemouth Everton. Bournemouth is at home. I'll go 2-2. Two, 2-2, two. Two, two, man. St. Thompson. Two, two. two goals for St. Thompson. Thompson or whatever his name is. <laughs> Joshua? Uh, def- I, I think I'll go with the 2-2. Two, two. I was about to say everything might just edge it, but then, nah, I'll go with the 2-2. Two, two. Alright, 2-2. Two, two. We have an agreement between our Yeah, that one, I, I agree with you on that one, 2-2. Two, two, two. I think this is the first time you two are ever agreeing on anything on this show. Moving on, Arsenal West Ham United. I'm going for a five one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going for a five one Arsenal win. Obama Young hat trick. You know. Yeah, I'm keeping it real with you. West Ham, I need a win. West Ham are looking for a win. They, they, ain't, they are not getting. They are looking for, and it's going to be an endless, <laughs> an endless search for them, right? 
Because they are not going to right, win. Right. going to win, man. Kifa, what do you think? Uh I'll give Arsenal three one. Okay, better. Or two one. Better, better. Anatovich mm. my score. So look at all these Anatovich fans. Anatovich my score. So Anatovich my score. I, that's why I gave West Ham one. I think Anatovich my score. But I'm I think guessing Arsenal you have Anatovich your FPL. No, no, no. I actually do. <laughs> I actually can't afford him, but, <laughs> but yeah. Arsenal need a win. So definitely Arsenal at the Emirates, right? Arsenal at home, definitely. They need a win, so three points to Arsenal. Alright, so probably good news for Arsenal fans. My two guys here have Arsenal winning their first game of the 2018-2019 season. First of, All many. Right. First of many. The last game on Saturday is a, a showdown between Liverpool and Brighton and Hope. Do you see Brighton upsetting Liverpool? Well, Like they did with their... Uh, no, they arrive out up north. Well, the uh, Liverpool were red, like uh, the last team Brighton faced, <laughs> but <laughs> they should be under no illusions about what's going to happen to them at Liverpool. Liverpool is going to win three zero or three one because you know I like Glenn Murray and his touches. So three one for Liverpool. Uh, two money goes, one Salah go. Hmm. Right. It says something about Joshua. who this guy kept it. <laughs> <laughs> we did, we did without sentiment. Without sentiment. All right. Okay. Well, we know Brighton is off a win, right? Against United, they just beat the mighty United. <laughs> So how mighty <laughs> how mighty is United though? Okay, so I actually say Brighton has as much a chance of beating Liverpool as Mourinho has of keeping his job. <laughs> so <laughs> there's no way Brighton is winning that game. All right, there's so no in case you're a fortune teller, Kiva has basically just told us that if Brighton wins. Mario keeps his job and then Brighton loses Mario loses his job. Yeah. That's basically it. Alright. That's uh that's something we'll watch out for towards as the season progresses. Sunday, Newcastle United, Chelsea. No Kennedy. <sighs> Hopefully. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go for a shocker. You have Newcastle winning three three one or three two. What? write it down that's two shocking predictions right there Cristiano Ronaldo is not scoring (laughs) up to 25 goals okay let me make it 30 30 goals in all competitions I said that and I'm saying this one Newcastle is beating Chelsea come Sunday (laughs) 26th of August 2018 it's going to be a one goal difference oh man yeah, either two one or three two. I said it here. This is St James's Park, right? Yes, St James's Park. Huh. Mm. All right, Joshua, what do you think? 
Man, Chelsea's winning that game. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. Okay. <laughs> okay. We will see. Newcastle has impressed me seriously. They were not impressive in their last game, but they were impressive in their first game against Spurs. Spurs yeah. So I think they'll actually play well and they might actually worry that Chelsea's side, but I just think Chelsea are just professional. They might just business as usual just get the three points somehow they'll just scrap it scrape it sorry yeah maybe all right so one in favor and one against yeah maybe a 2-1 there for chelsea move over to monday night monday night football is back with manchester united against hurricane sports or the Hurricane team, like Pep called them last year. Predictions, guys. Man, man, I don't know. I know what I know. What Mourinho is going to do, though. I know he's going to try yeah. and defend. You know, I have I have mind you beating Spurs two one or two zero. What? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you guys shocked that's about my... That's shocking. That's a shocking prediction. Oh, my goodness. That, that's me being professional here. I'm actually <laughs> surprised that he went to favor United. So, what, so what do, do you think? What do you think? Ah, well, like Tua said, I see United defending again at home. Like a small team. <laughs> um... You know, Hurricane has scored in August, man. So United should be afraid. You should be very afraid. I see Spurs winning like five, <laughs> <laughs> five nil or something. <laughs> okay, I'm joking. I see Spurs winning two. I actually can't remember the last time Spurs won at Old Trafford. That's what I'm so looking it's at. It's actually hard for me to go in favor of Spurs because I don't think Spurs has won. One at Old Trafford in like a decade, right? Yeah, in years, man. They've, in they've like years, man. So years. I'll United is not really scoring goals, so maybe because it's Old Trafford, I'll give United one goal. So maybe two one to Spurs. Two one to Spurs. You guys are missing the point. I'm the prediction. All guy. right. So another split decision, yeah. One for United, one for Spurs. We'll find out next week. All right, so moving on, let's go to Italy. On Saturday, we have two big games, in quotes, in Italy. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo's Juventus. I, I, Welcome, I, Lazio. I prefer you call them Paolo de Bala's Juventus. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Juventus, welcome, Lazio. To the Juventus Arena. Man, that, that game will be tough. I saw... C- Did you guys see Ciro Immobile's goal? That goal was crazy. Yeah, I did. Yeah, against Napoli. Crazy. Yeah, against Napoli. That goal was crazy. But I think... I think Juve are going to beat them and it's going to be the first goal for... Ju- for for that guy. That, who is the guy that plays number seven for them again? I've forgotten his name. <laughs> that guy that plays Cristiano number seven. Cristiano Ronaldo. He's going to score against Lazio. It's going to be his first goal. He's going to do that dumbass around the world celebration he does. But then nobody is going to celebrate it with him. They'll just come and shake him and hug him like no matter. You know, before he would do it and Marcelo will come too with his 
dumb myself and come and do the same celebration with him too. But this one is going to do it alone and then people just come and shake him. Watch the game and see. I have a book here. I, I, I can see the future. So what's the scoreline you're predicting? 2-0, uh, 2-0. Okay. Joshua. Um, I see Juventus winning 3-1. I see Cristiano Ronaldo scoring all the goals. <laughs> A Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> hat-trick. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be Some interesting. from Paulo Dubala, maybe. A hat trick will go against my prediction of his scoring less than 30 goals in all competitions. <laughs> so yeah, he's definitely okay. not scoring a hat trick. I don't know how many goals the guy will actually score, but Juventus will win 3 1. Ronaldo is definitely getting his first goal. Yeah. All right. The next big game in Italy. Napoli versus AC Milan. Master versus student. Carlo Ancelotti versus Gattuso. Predictions? Uh, I feel this game, the Master's going to take it. Gattuso is not really seasoned enough for me. I just feel Carlo Ancelotti has the pedigree and has the team to beat AC Milan. Second last year, Napoli should win uh, 3-1 against uh, Gennaro Gattuso's AC Milan team. Man. Kiva? Yeah, Ancelotti is winning. I, I give it to Napoli. There's no way AC Milan is walking away with three points from that game. <laughs> Whatever scoreline you want, 2-0, 1-0, <laughs> There's no way Gattuso is winning that game, so yeah. Alright, alright. That's fine. I think we're done with Italy for now. Yeah, now Spain, eh? So we move over to Spain. Yeah. Barcelona Washed versus Valladolid. <laughs> Real Valladolid. Who versus who? Barcelona yes. Real Valladolid. Uh, I think this is probably my easiest prediction for the day. It's Lionel Messi for. My keep in mind before you before you make your prediction, keep in mind that Barcelona are traveling to Valladolid on the bad pitch. Ah yeah yeah that pitch. So move. You can shoot. Damn. Okay, Lionel Messi two. Dembele one. Philip Coutinho one. Valladolid zero. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, man, that's what I think. I think it's a 4 0 win. Well, what do you think? I think. Valado, whatever you call them, <laughs> <laughs> will actually shock the Spanish champions. <laughs> The only shocking they are shocking is if they are, if their green pitch has some wires in it, and, man. They're not shocking. And anything. win. <laughs> By okay, let me not kid this. <laughs> <laughs> Barcelona is taking that game, man. Even like this. Barcelona, I'll give them another 3 0 win. Another, yeah. all right, 3 0. Atletico Madrid, Rayo Vallecano. Yeah, Atletico should win that game, man. Yeah, maybe 1 0. 
Yeah, the typical, you know, the typical Simeone. Yeah, what what? Score one goal, score two goals. You know. Whoever wants to go, maybe Griezmann or Costa. Whoever wants it. Mm. Okay, that's fair enough. Sunday, Girona play Real Madrid. Girona. Remember last time, <laughs> last season, Girona <laughs> beat Real Madrid. When they even had see Ronaldo, eh? Is that what you're trying to yeah. tell us? So that's uh, I'm just letting you know before you jump into your predictions. I have Girona beating Real Madrid <laughs> <laughs> three <laughs> three two. Fact. Madrid is away, That's right? Madrid is away. I think so. Yes, Madrid is away. Yeah, Girona 3-2. Bale will score the two goals because Bale is my guy. I see a That's draw. That's interesting. I think Real Madrid will draw. Hmm. Alright. It's, it's a bit odd that Real Madrid are playing. It's a bit odd that Real Madrid are playing a game and nobody is predicting a victory for Real Madrid. So odd. Yeah, it's, it's so odd, I guess. From a Barcelona fan and a and a Cristiano Ronaldo supporter, not to support Real Madrid. It's odd. Girona's <laughs> 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 upsetting them, man. I see it, I see it for real. Yeah, they should, they should, they should lose, man. I want J-Lo to get out of that team because he, he wants to Spanishalize that Real Madrid squad. Okay. Moving on. The last game of the weekend, well, of the actual weekend on Sunday, Sevilla Villarreal. Oh, that's a good game! Wow, hmm, score draw for me, maybe a 2 2. Yeah, you know, th- that team, Sevilla is a team after my coach's, my new coach's hat, Unai Emery. So I'll give Unai Emery's former team the win 2 1. Sentiment. Mm, okay. This is my first sentimental pick. Keeper, what do you think? Yeah, two two score draw for me. Hmm. All righty. Let's move over to Germany. The first game of the Bundesliga is on Friday night. And um. Munich. Hoffenheim. <laughs> eh? What I'm do you sure. Bayern Munich of Hoffenheim. Ooh, Offenheim actually good, man. With uh, Julian Nagelsmann and the crazy tactics. You know you know what? I wanted to say one quick thing about the Bundesliga. As lo- as much as the Premier League likes to state that, oh, they have the best coaches, the best technique, whatever. Bundesliga is actually one of the few leagues that they play a lot of different brands of football. Like, tactically, it's actually very nuanced. I mean, see coaches that have come out from that league uh Julian Nagelsmann, Thomas Tuchel, Jurgen Klopp, uh Nico Kovac. Uh what else? Yeah? Job Hankins. I wish you could see me yawning right now. <laughs> what? No one cares. Man. <laughs> Nobody cares, man. They have, they have good coaches. That's what I'm just telling you. They they have good coaches, man. They have good coaches. That's what I'm saying, man. Respect the Bundesliga. I used to be a, a, a avid supporter of the Bundesliga back in the day when my team was actually winning the league with Dortmund. When when we had the the likes of Gundogan, man, those were the days, man. Nuri Sahin, those were the days. Lewandowski. I mean, I even watched when Wolfsburg won the league. Then when they had Edin Dzeko and Graffiti. Yeah. 
So, you know, those times were good. But, you know, Bayern Munich had to just win everything. So, good luck to them. Yeah. So, what's your prediction? Oh, I, uh, man, Bayern Munich are going to win. This Nico Kova guy watched this, the first game. I don't think he's joking, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's not with the jokes. Those guys are so ruthless, man. It's <laughs> not with they the jokes. They know jo- they are good, but they can't even be merciful. They're just ruthless. They're not with the jokes, man. When buying, oh, man, they're just ruthless. But when it comes to trying to score a last minute goal against Real Madrid, they become cows. But when, that, that's a story they for another day. Like, winning is not enough for them. They must just. Yeah, tier and teams, yeah. Tier teams apart, like... I, I guess that's what they like. They enjoy it, you know. Man. That's why Manuel Noya plays midfield. For me, man, I... It might be another cricket score. I, I'm giving the win to Bayern. But... <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I know, I know pushovers, but... If Bayern push, they need to push back. All right, so... Let's talk about the next game. Borussia much and glad back against Bayer Leverkusen. <sighs> draw, man. I've let me draw. 1 1. Mm. I'm siding you? Leverkusen. I don't care what the score so is. So Leverkusen. 2 1. <laughs> but Leverkusen. Alrighty. Wait, Leverkusen is away? The last. Yeah, Leverkusen is away. Yes. Ah, okay, yeah, they'll draw, they'll draw. My, I'm changing my prediction, they'll draw. <laughs> uh, that's cool. That's so, good. last but not least, we're going to talk about a team that is close to Tiwa's heart. Borussia mm. Dortmund. BVB, baby. Play Nabiketa's ex-team. Razen Balls for Leipzig. Predictions. I have Dortmund winning that game 4-0. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? RB <laughs> How are they going to win 4-0? RB Leipzig have no striker because Timo Werner in the World Cup showed that is you can more or less put me in attack and I'll give a better contribution than him right now. That's what Timo Werner showed us in the World Cup. And also if it if going by that, going by that, Higuain should have a shouldn't have a career. No, at least Iguain was consistently scoring. This is this guy. This is scoring for what? For who? For the club teams now. He's consistently scores for the club. Timo Werner. Timo Werner consistently scores for his club. But just, I think this is first two seasons or so. It was like two seasons that he's consistent, and it's not like he's breaking records or something. He was just doing okay. His performance in the World Cup was nothing less. Like it was, it was almost like poo, man. It was poo. His performance was poorish, toilet-like. Uh-huh. His performance was like, you know, was like Fred's performance against <laughs> Bright. <laughs> I was just waiting for you. <laughs> Alrighty. But I, I don't know. Right. I, I like Casper Doberg, so I guess. 4 1. 4 1. 4 1. Kiba, how about you? I actually don't know the score, but I think Dortmund will win. But I can't give you a score. Alright, so Dortmund wins. And with that, we've come to the end of today's episode. 
thanks for joining in. Till next week. All right, right. man.